Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for December 6, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I'd like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. I want to thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the uh, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person, and we're able to help transform the life of one person and it develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about, it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that he'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. Okay, um, over the last, I guess, almost 10 days now, thereabout, we've been um, talking about, you know, the law, the priesthood, the sacrifices, and its correlation to Christ and the church. And today, I want us to go in a different direction. I want us to talk about the a little bit about the supernatural, a little bit about the other world and its reality and its um, interrelationship with us today and what effect it has on us. There's so many things going on in the world and People look at these things as though they're just, you know, coming out of nowhere. We can see riots all over the world, um, turmoil. Um, we know that the Lord told us that these things would happen, you know, at the end of time. And some of them have been going on so long that many people begin to ask themselves, you know, well, maybe this is just a phase for mankind. No, it's not just a phase. This is the sign of the end times. And I thought today we would take a look at, you know, what are these powers that are operating, you know, in the background, these spiritual powers operate in the background that sometimes operate with the cooperation of men. And I find that there's lots of us who do not have a clear distinction of whom these powers are. The Bible refers to them as principalities and powers, um, um, authorities, spiritual wickedness in high places and it tells us that they control the thoughts and imaginations of men and their leader is referred to as the prince of the power 
of the air. Now, this is very important because this prince of the power of the air is Satan. Satan is a very, very unique and strange creature. He's very different from all the other angels. He seems to have accessibility even now to the very presence of God. Yet, we know that he is, he is a fallen angel, but not trapped. There are other angels that are trapped, and we're going to see that today. But in the book of Job, in chapter 1, we read that when the sons of God presented themselves to God, that Satan came amongst them also, and he presented himself to God. And he went into a conversation with God, and this happened two or three times in the book of Job. That tells us that Satan is not bound somewhere at this moment. He's free to go and come right now. And we need to understand that because there are other angels that currently are bound. And these are some very wicked beings. And through my study, I began to realize that there's something different about Satan from the fallen angels. Okay? And this broadcast is too short for me to be able to analyze that, you know, as, as I would. But just for us to bear in mind that there's something about him that that, that, that we need to understand because if we don't understand some of these things, we won't understand some of the things going on in our personal lives and the world around us. So just, you know, we're going to be a bit elementary today. God willing, in the near future, we'll go deeper into these things. But we're going to try to begin to understand some of these powers that operate, who they are, exactly what the difference is between angels and demons. Because they're not the same thing. And we need to understand that. They have different work. They have different powers. They do different things. They have the, some of them have the ability to, to um, animate so inanimate substances. And we need to know these things occur. Um, sometimes they visit people in dreams. You know, sometimes they possess human beings. And when you're talking with a human being, you don't actually realize you're, dis you're actually not talking to a human being, you're talking to a demon. And we need to understand some of these things. One major difference I would like to point out from the beginning for us to understand between angels and demons, from what I've come to understand through research, is that angels don't necessarily just possess one human being. They possess cities, they possess towns, they possess tribes, they possess families, they possess nations. And so one angel can possess and take control of one country, one nation, or one tribe, or one family, or one group, or one classroom. But demons, you can have 10 in one person. So what exactly is the difference? We'll find out. Okay, so let's turn to scripture. All right, so let's go. I put together a PowerPoint presentation for us, so um, to kind of, okay? It says, what are fallen angels? There is a difference between Satan, fallen angels, and demons. In this short study, we will look at some scriptures that tell us about them. According to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 6. Jude only has one chapter, by the way. Jude chapter 1, verse 6. 
it says, And the angels which kept not their first estates, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now, in the book of the Revelation, we are told that there's four angels that are bound in the river Euphrates. Now, I don't want you to think that in the natural river that we have somewhere in the Middle East called the Euphrates, that there's some angels in there. If you go in there, you'll find them. No. What this is referring to, what this is referring to, when it says in the river Euphrates, it's saying, it's, it, 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 there's, a, there's a people within a particular area of the world in which the power of, the, of these angels to use them to do harm as that now is restrained. Okay, so when he says the, 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 in the book of Revelations, it said he heard a voice from heaven say, loose the four angels that are bound in the river Euphrates. It doesn't mean inside the river itself, but it means the inhabitants of a particular area. Okay? In the area that you and I would call the Euphrates today. All right? So we've got to be able to understand the messages that were being that are being communicated. There are some angels that are so mean, so wicked, that God has actually held, had those ones bound. But a time will come when they are going to have to be loosed to help bring about this world war that is about to begin. Okay? So let's continue. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 2, um, I believe it's verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. It doesn't say that there, but take my word for it. I believe that's what it is. 2 Peter chapter 2, um, verse 4. It says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. It goes on to talk about, you know, what would happen to people who are living unrighteously today. So the key thing we're looking for is the statement that it says God did not spare the angels that sinned. And this is a different apostle speaking now. He said, but he cast them into hell and put them in chains of darkness. Okay? The word actually used there in Greek is Tartarus. Okay? Cast them into Tartarus. So we see again that the apostle Peter is telling us that there are some beings that God has held bound right now, okay? They're limited in their ability to, you know, cause problems. But little by little, we see that they're being released. But the question is, who is doing the releasing? Who's releasing them? Who's releasing them? Our actions and our deeds and the choices we're making, the choices of our leaders, are releasing these beings onto the world, okay? They're, they're being released. We are making the choice. We're, we're rejecting God. We're, we're driving God's word out of our schools for our children. And by that action, we're, we're stating what we want it to replace. And we seem to be surprised and amazed that you're not coming to school with guns and, you know, killing. Who do you think is doing that? You think it's the children doing that themselves? 
No, these are the decisions we have chosen to, we've made. God gave us his word. He loves us. He gave us a way, but we've chosen a different way. And we're reaping the fruit of it. And we all look surprised. And we were told these things were going to happen. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Now, in the book of Exodus, chapter 7, verses 18 to 13, we're going to read about an encounter between Moses and Pharaoh and how Moses was told by God to throw his um, rod, walking stick, on the floor, on, on the floor of Pharaoh's palace, and that it would turn to a snake. And what was surprising was Pharaoh's magicians did the exact same thing. And the Bible says that they did it via their magical acts. So they did it. That means their powers in this world, that our leaders, I don't care whether they say they're communists, socialists, capitalists, whatever, they know about these powers and they use them. And you, the common person, you are not even aware of these powers. Okay? Here you see Pharaoh using these powers. So let's take a look at it. Okay, this, here I said black magic exists. And this is Exodus chapter 7, verse 8 to 13. Verse from, okay, so I'll, I'll take from verse 9. Okay, when Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto them, unto Aaron, take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Now, friends, I want you to understand, many of you wonder why it is you vote and vote and vote and nothing seems to change. One revolution after another and nothing seems to change. The reason is because there are unseen powers behind the thrones, okay? This world is being motivated and run by spiritual beings and powers that you and I can't see. But you want to know the beautiful thing? You don't need to see them. You know why? Because God has given you and I the power over them. Jesus says, I give you power over all the power of the wicked ones. Okay? What you and I need to do is to cultivate our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, eternal life is to know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And with that power, you will not be subject to these beings. But I'm speaking about them today because I want those of you out there who doubt that they are spiritual forces and spiritual powers. I want you to see from scripture that they exist and they have the ability to manipulate inanimate and animate objects as we just saw in the book of Exodus. Aaron cast his rod to the ground and God turned it into a snake. And guess what? 
the magicians of Egypt, they came right back, each and every one of them, and did the exact same thing. But God's rod, God's snake, swallowed that swallowed them all up. Now, there's a symbolic meaning there. I'm not going to go into that tonight. I just want to give us, you know, the basics. Okay? All right. What about communication with the dead? Can we speak with people who are dead? Can we communicate with people who are dead? Now, this is the fact. God has told us expressly, do not do such things. Now, if God tells us not to do such things, that means it is possible to do such things. And I want to warn anyone who's ever contemplated getting involved in a thing like that, I promise you, you will regret it. Never, ever go trying to solicit the dead. Never, ever go. Because one, you will find yourself in the hands of demons. Okay? So let's look here at the king. And we've looked, we're taking from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 28, verses 1 to 25. 1 Samuel chapter 28, from verses 1 to 25. So I'm just going to read from verse 11 to 15, okay? But the full story is in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verses 1 to 25, okay? And when this is King Saul, and King Saul had been disobeying God, and God was no longer answering his prayers. And he was being attacked by his enemies, and the Philistines wanted to conquer his nation. And he tried to pray to God for God to give him an answer, and he, couldn't, he didn't hear a word from God. And the Bible says, he decided he was going to go and meet a medium, one of these people who comes and tells you they can talk to the dead. And he went to this woman and pretended he wasn't the king. The woman didn't know who he was. And then later on, once the woman saw the spirit coming out to answer the call she had made, she became afraid because she suddenly realized that the, the client who had come in was actually the king of Israel, King Saul, who, by the way, had abolished and banned anyone from practicing sorcery and witchcraft. So let's read. Then said the woman, verse 11, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Verse 12, And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice, and the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. Verse 13, and the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sowest thou? What did you see? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Verse 15. Man, I'm getting goosebumps just reading this. I don't know about you, okay? Verse 15, And Samuel said to Saul, what hast thou, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? It says, Samuel said to Saul. It didn't say a ghost. It didn't say a demon. It didn't say somebody pretending to be Samuel. It didn't say the devil pretending to be Samuel. The Bible says Samuel. The witch of Ender, the medium, she pulled up Samuel the prophet from the dead. 
woke him up from his sleep to come back to this world to speak. Friends, these are powers, there are powers in this world. Well, today she can't try that because Jesus has come and lifted up Samuel to a place that, you know, she just can't touch, all right? But let's finish verse 15. And Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. God was not listening to his prayers anymore. This is King Saul, who had become a wicked king. And why did he become wicked? He became wicked because he was jealous of David. And he began to go downhill. He always wanted to take the glory. And that was his lowest point. Shortly after this, he died. Friends, you can see two important things we have seen tonight. One, there are men who have the power to turn inanimate objects to animate objects. They can send things against you and I in our dreams or even in real life. Some of the little car accidents, some of the little motorcycle fall you have, Certain things, some of these things are attacks from sources you can't see, from spirits and from men. But you want to know something? If you have called upon the name of Jesus Christ, I don't care how bad you are, but if you've called upon the name of Jesus Christ, you have been protected and no harm can ever befall you. The Bible says, whosoever, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved from anything. Question is this, what name do you call on? King Saul didn't call upon the Lord. He called upon the prophet Samuel who had died. Many of us do not call upon the Lord. We call upon our congressman. We call upon some big rich person not saying don't call your congressman that's his job that's that's what get me right what i'm saying is you don't put your trust in any human being okay all right let's continue now in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verses 12 to 15, it talks, in your Bible, you might see the word Lucifer. Um, that's not the right word. I don't know how they put the word Lucifer in there. That's a Latin word, Latin name, okay? But it uses the word Lucifer talking about a certain being. So let's read what it says there. It says, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. So like I said, some of you in your Bible will say how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. You have fallen down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. 
I will sit enthroned on Mount of Assembly, on the utmost height of Mount Zion. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I'll make myself like the Most High. It goes on to say, but you shall be brought low. Okay? Now, you see here a description of what Satan had said in his heart at some distant time in the past that led to his fall. Because when God made him, he didn't make him as the Satan. He didn't make him as the devil. But there was something in him. You can see more of this in Ezekiel chapter 28. If you have your scriptures, your Bible, you can open to Ezekiel chapter 28, and you can see there it's referred to as, as the king of Tyrus. Okay? And it's the same thing. All right? Now, in the first Timothy chapter 3, verse 6, the apostle Paul says to us, he says, A man should be chosen to lead the church, but he should not be a novice. Lest being puffed up with pride, he falls into the same condemnation of the devil. So it tells us that Satan fell because of his pride. We're not really sure what that event was that put him in the state that he's in now, but his very nature has changed. He doesn't even have a conscience of sin. He's in a state of total unforgiveness. He can never be forgiven. Okay? Now, let's continue. You and I have been given a jewel in knowing Jesus Christ. It's, it's like, jewel is not even the right word. A treasure, something that you, you just can't imagine. When you walk, when you walk around, you can't even see the number of holy angels from God that are all around you to protect you. There's a fire that glows around you. You can't see it. And these forces can't touch you. They know who you are. So what they want to do is to try to distract you and pull you out of that glow. And they do it by causing you to doubt the things that God has spoken about you. Causing you to doubt what you're hearing here. But I want you to understand that there is no situation, no circumstance that is too difficult for God to lift you up from, to bring you out from and to help you to overcome. Your very life, your very purpose in life is to be an overcomer, is to be a success. It's not written for you anywhere that you should live in penury and hunger. Jesus himself said, if you have food to eat and clothes to wear, therein be, be content. That doesn't mean he doesn't want you to strive for something more. But, but that tells me is that he cares for you for your most basic needs. You don't need to go and start trying your hands at all kinds of things, joining all kinds of cults, joining all kinds of, you know, strange things, you know, secretly going to join the so-called um, uh, enlightened ones in some thing or another. Stay with the word of God. In here you have power. In here you have protection. And everything you lay your hands to do shall prosper. And any devil that comes against you in one way, it shall be scattered and flee in seven. Wherever the feet shall tread upon, God will give you victory there. Okay? You must understand what I'm speaking about today is very critical. I, I felt a leading to share this, to teach some of us this, so we can understand. Okay? So you can see. 
all right? I didn't go, I didn't get the opportunity to go to the place where Jesus cast demons out of people, okay? There was a woman, he cast seven demons out of her. There was a man that had so many demons in him. When Jesus asked, what's your name? The demon said, my name is Legion, because we are many. They're different from the angels you and I just read about that were bound in the river Euphrates, okay? And even the angels themselves are different from Satan, okay? Everybody says Satan was cast out of heaven. Satan still goes to heaven. You read in the book of Job. He still appears in the very presence of God. He's a very unique being. He's not bound right now. Okay? He is the leader of all wickedness in the heavens and in the earth. And right now, he rules a place called the air. And the time is coming when you are going to go into the air and dislodge him. I'm not saying physically, but you will dislodge him from there and then you will enthrone peace upon the earth. That's why the Bible says there was war in heaven and Michael and his angels fought and the devil and his angels fought back. But there was no place found for them and they were cast down to the earth. You are going to be part of that army that's going to pull them down from the place called the air because the air is the place that rules the earth. The air is a kind of heaven, but I don't want to go too far tonight or today. I don't want to go too deep. I just want to put this out there because I want us to understand that we're dealing with forces. And I want to encourage you to pray for people like myself. Okay, pray for us. All right? Because the devil definitely doesn't want us giving this message out. Okay? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos, okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day, okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it, okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through, you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube, okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us via audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other medium like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we won't be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos, okay? In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road, but wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there, so the broadcast is still going to keep going on, okay? So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.